we are here with Nicole. Hello. <laughs> so one of the things amongst many I, that I love about you <laughs> is that you always find some of the best small shops. I have a spending problem. Like as someone who just likes to make crafts, I like knowing that something that I've created goes to somebody and that they enjoy it and value it. Like, like I value every single small shop thing that, that I purchase because I don't know, because we have the same thing in common and the, the same interest, you know, in the sense that it's a Harry Potter thing. And like, yeah, I just love the shit out of it. So, so yeah, I tend to flock towards a lot of small shops in that sense. And I think yeah, people and really, I love the creativity of small shops. Oh my God. Yes. The stuff that some people just think of is so great. It's nice because like there's differences, like everyone has their spin on things. Like you might have like, you know, five shops making like the same type of thing, but everyone's going to make it a little bit different. So what we're going <laughs> to do is we're going to shout out some of your favorite shops, but also because we do have a time limit. We are going to share additional shops on the website. So everyone's going to be able to find those on the website at creatingmagicpodcast.com. This this was really hard. So if you're not, if, if somebody's listening to this and they're not on this list, just don't want their feelings to get hurt. Um, but also if a shop is not on this list, doesn't mean that I don't love them. It's just that this was, this list was geared towards mostly American listeners with some Canadian mixed in. Um, and I, I give that preface because my first shop is a Canadian shop and I always butcher the, butcher the name, but it's Rose and Phil. I'm so sorry, just seeing that I'm saying it that way. Um, but I'm literally wearing two of her pieces at the moment and it's all embroidered t-shirts and sweatshirts and like every different design that you could think of. She just does amazing, just amazing work. And she'll also do like custom stuff um, and some other fandoms. And I have a million pieces of hers, a ton of really great stuff. She is based out of Canada, but her U.S. shipping is, um, and yeah, can't say enough good things about her stuff. And um, she is significantly less expensive than a lot of the other embroidery um, makers out there. So that is something that's good to know. Not that those other embroidery makers don't deserve to have their price points where they're at. It's just that not everyone can afford said price points. You know, not everyone yeah. can do a $75 sweatshirt. Um, so these are, are less than that. And they're still um, beautiful pieces. The second one that I wanted to talk about going along with the clothing line is Wander Always. And she is on... Um, on Instagram as Shop Wander Always, and it's run by April. Um, so yeah, I, she does like some really great Potter stuff. It's a little bit more subtle merch, which I am not a subtle person, and but I am. I, yeah, and it's not subtle, but it is subtle. Like like one of the ones is like a big lightning bolt, and it says like chosen one in the background. Um, and then like another shirt that I have has like the titles of the books. It says like stone chambers, Azkaban, blah, 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 you know, like, I like, like that. that. And I was fortunate enough that April and I got to meet like a couple months ago when she was over in the East coast for a wedding, a family wedding. Um, but yeah, so love her stuff, just like her as a person as well, which always helps when you are buying shit. Um, so yeah, so that's that. And also she does like, I have a couple Harry, um, like a Harry Styles shirt that she did. 
And she did like kind of a Harry and Harry crossover. So like one of her shirts says Harry's house, but it's a picture of Hogwarts. So oh. like, and she has a new line that she just launched for the new um, Taylor Swift album, which is really cute. Okay, next one going no more t-shirts and clothing that are out there, but these guys have good stuff, but also good ship time. That's something that I want to want to emphasize because we want to make sure that people are actually getting stuff in time for Christmas. So these guys will make sure that you get all other holidays. Okay. So another thing that you can wear, but not clothing. um, I know a lot of people love really cute earrings like Harry Potter earrings and stuff like that. So I had to go with Ashley with Mad Ones. Um, Her stuff is very cute. She has like some really adorable pieces that she does that are Harry Potter and then some non-Harry Potter ones if people are into that set of thing, which I'm not, you know, (laughs) Um, but just really, really cute stuff. And she's always going to like little fairs and and stuff. And the benefit with her also is if you like earrings, but don't have ears pierced, she can make them as clip-ons. Yes. Yes. All right. My next one is um, nutmeg art. So I think we've discussed nutmeg a few times because I'm obsessed. I'd already been following her, but hadn't bought anything yet. And then I watched a pop shop live, like I guess in the summer and she showed the freaking detail of her work, like zoomed in and showed like just how much detail goes into like the most minute little pieces and like you know just oh just ridiculous so I uh, became obsessed and I bought like the largest size print that she had available so that I could see all the details and everything so I've got like the Hufflepuff common room the Weasley Wizard Weezes and the Burrow I've got all I've got the three of those in the largest size that they come in and then I've got smaller prints of uh, three broomsticks, double doors office. Um, I think I have the Hogwarts Express pot. one. I love that one, but I knew that I didn't have a spot to put it yet. Close, so, yeah, it's just so yes. beautiful. And like the amount of detail is ridiculous. And I like to have the pieces in a place where like I can see them because I swear I catch something new like every time I look mm-hmm. at them. She does have like postcards and stuff, which are really beautiful. So if someone's like, oh, I don't have room for like a big piece or whatever, she does have postcard size. Postcard size look really great with a mat and a frame. When I couldn't really afford the art I wanted, I would get it right. in the get postcard in size, size and then I would mat it and then mm-hmm. it'd look really good in a nice frame. I'm, I'm and pro I think, mat. I'm pro matting images. The, I think she had like a sample pack where it was like, you know, a few different postcards. Like I think she had the something like that. Paul and I were looking at it that they had the um common room pack. So Natalie of Love and Lumos Tea Shop or Tea House. I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong. Just a really adorable tea. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. She does these really cute sets and they come in these glass jars with like a little wooden spoon. Um and they're just really beautiful and like it's funny, like I am a coffee drinker through and through, but my husband, Ryan, cut out all caffeine like a year ago. Just I came across Natalie's Instagram page, like randomly, like something she posted popped up on like the same day that I was like, I'm going to go online, see if I can find Ryan some herbal teas. Her her Instagram page popped up and I was like, oh, my God, it's fate. Uh, she's so, so sweet. And she just makes some really beautiful stuff. And she's always kind of like dabbling in in new things new like blends and stuff. Um, so she'll do like the burrow and it'll have, you know, like little pieces of apple or like, I, I'm, I'm going to butcher it if I say anything the, the wrong way, but 
all of most of her teas have like uh, black tea or maybe some green tea in them. If you message her like I did and said, like, I just want to do an herbal blend because Ryan isn't drinking like any caffeine. She was like, okay, no problem. And she just made it herbal for me and did the whole thing herbal. Um, And also she puts like these really cute little sprinkles inside that when they melt in the tea, they give it like a little shimmering swirl. So I love that. And I think it's really cute, but Ryan doesn't do any sweetener in his tea. So boring. So she took like the sprinkles out for some of the sets that I, that um, I ordered for him. Uh, So they're really cute. And she did, I think, she's doing right now like hot chocolate mix which I think is so cute for Christmas and like holiday time and she did like a Hagrid's Hut um coffee blend that she had come out like a month ago in the fall so they're really cute and they're really good for like um like a gift giving for somebody else because they just make such a beautiful package um or like if you just want to treat yourself to something that's a, a little bit like prettier they're just really cute stuff so I'm not sure if she's, if she's on maternity at the moment, but if she is, I'm sure she'll open her her shop back up soon. And she's, again, just a very sweet, kind pottergram person. So someone who I know nothing about, I actually, but the shop that I love, it's called Melting Mischief and it's a candle and wax melt shop. Uh, she's not very active on Instagram, although she does have an Instagram page. She makes wax melts and, and candles but they are ridiculously good smelling and they are for like, to me, they're for like a repeat buyer. Um, there's a lot of candles out there that are really beautiful, but it's just not in my price point to spend 20, 30, 40, $50 on a candle. And like, I know that with a small shop, like the candles are going to cost more money and there's different things involved, but I like to burn a candle. I'm home like all day because I work from home. So I like to burn a candle a lot. I just don't want to spend a lot. So what I really love about Melting Mischief is, is like I do the wax melts and I put like the little melt, like a little cube in on my little tea candle, like tea light burner. And it fills up like the whole room. Like I think they come to like $4 for like a, a tray of melts and you get like six chunks per tray, but you just get so much scent out of them and they last for so long. And oh my God, I just can't say enough good things. I placed multiple repeat orders. So like- Is I there just a placed... specific scent that you really yes. like? So my favorite scents are, and it's cute. She doesn't buy like book. So you kind of have to, you know, it's always really hard with copyright stuff. So you have to be careful what you call stuff. So she'll have like the book three collection. So when like the book two collection, the book one collection. So my favorites happen to be in the book three collection and it's the ones that are like lupin scented and then the night bus. Uh, They both have like hints of chocolate in them. I don't know if that's why I like it or what, but the, and she does these really beautiful um, descriptions of why she goes with the scents that she does. But I think the night bus is like chocolate and like chamomile and like lavender and like something like that to like, I, I like, I forget what it is, but they smell amazing. And of course the Lupin one has like some chocolate in it. Because it's, as you can hear, jump, barking in background, you know, because of Lupin and chocolate, but they just smell like so, so good. And she does do like wax, uh, like in a tin as well. Yeah, she has the candles in a tin. And also if you order from her through her Instagram page, you get 15% off your order with code yes. Insta. And Insta. then after that, she's, she's one of, 
what some sellers do. She gives you a coupon code for a repeat order. So like you get, she gives you a 15% off code for a repeat order. Like, yeah, I can't say enough, um, enough good things. Do like a kind of concise list of a decent price, price points of like various things for people. However, in addition to those six, I do have two shops that I want to mention that are a high price point. I wanted to mention them because of the fact that it's going to be the holiday time. And that's when a time when a lot of people do like to spend a little bit more. Um, so the first one is Owl's Outlet. Uh, I believe they're out of Russia. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm saying it wrong, but they make these beautiful owls. But they're like these ridiculously beautiful model owls. They look so real. I actually legit pulled a picture up to Ryan and I showed it to him. And I was like, babe, I really, really, really want one of these. And he immediately was like, no, absolutely not. And I thought it was so weird that he was like so adamantly against it. I was like, what? Why? And he was like, we're not getting an owl. He thought it was a real owl. Like he thought I was showing him a picture of a real owl. And I was like, no, it's not a real owl. It's, I said, it's, it's someone, I said, someone makes it. And he was like, oh, wow, wow. That's really beautiful. <laughs> but um, yeah, so she does like different types of owls, uh, different sizes. Um, they're just one of a kind, like really, really beautiful pieces. Yeah. And I do have a couple people that um, like, I know that have purchased from her and they just can't say enough good things. So, so yeah, there's that. Um, then the last thing that I wanted to recommend was something, something else that is also on my wish list, a photo shoot with Grace Navarro with Grace. I think she goes by like Grace Navarro does Grace does shoots at universal. Um, and she does still shoots or she does video shoots. Grace Navarro creative. I'm sorry. So yeah, I was already like following, um, following Grace. And then like a few months after I was already following her, Megan from Ms. Wizarding World posted like a beautiful video of that Grace had um, recorded and she was showing like how she was doing like video work. And it was so beautiful of like Megan entering like Wizarding World, like in slow motion and like looking in the shop windows and uh, just like, I get chills like even thinking about like legit makes me emotional. <laughs> like when I watch, she captures just like the awe and like wonder in, in people's faces when they're at Universal or at Disney or whatever. I know that she does different packages, so she probably can scale like all the way up and all the way down for people. And that's my list, my shortest, my short list. All right. Um, I'm going to add three to the list. Our Canadian girl, Kayleen with Bits and Bobbin Shop. Yes. Love all your headband and scrunchie needs, even when it's a Star Trek scrunchie. All the ones I own, I have Star Trek and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't own any of the Potter ones. It's always because she of has, She has like such cute fabric that I don't see anywhere else. So I'm going to shout out Oddment and Tweak. Although I'm not shouting them out for their pins, they currently have a um, sweater weather sweater. That says knit whip blubber oddment tweak. Oh yes, that is really cute. I just saw it because I love that um quote and I feel like nobody ever puts it on anything. Whatever. Weather. If you like pins, they are great people to go check yeah. out also. But I am promoting their <laughs> I know I have a couple stuff. of their pins. My I'm I just can't think of which ones they are off the top of my head. But uh, I have one coming in the mail. So I was on their pop shop recently and I hit a button. Always 
Always dangerous. Always dangerous. Love good bath bombs. Ooh, yeah. I'm not a bath person, so I don't like bath bombs, but I know that there's a lot of really good shops out yeah. there for bath she has bombs. Other products. The thing I love about her, and then I can vouch for her stuff, is I have super sensitive skin and I'm mm. very reactive to things that are like fragrances. Yes. So I have, to know. Be, I have to be very careful with candles and things okay. and her stuff. I don't have any problems with. So they were also at LeakyCon Denver and I found them because they did a, uh, they did a pin team up with, I was say, are they the one that, did they, she did a, a cauldron one and she had a myrtle bean inside the bath bomb. Oh, that's really cute. The flying mandrake. Oh yeah, she Ooh. just got. She's gotten some really cute stuff. She has such. They're these little figurines. I mm-hmm. specifically love the mandrakes, and they have like happy ones and frowny yeah, ones. They're very like they're very like cutesy, um, but like not cartoon cutesy, like real life clay, like cutesy. real life. But they make them into like the baby character cutesy. Yeah. <sighs> oh, oh yeah. She's got um like some mandrakes, and then I think Miss Fox. Carla recently got, yeah, Fox. Which is- oh, the other Cornish Pixie. Yeah. That is a good starting point for everyone's Christmas gifts. We'll have yeah. tons more on the website. Well, thank you, Nicole, for sharing yeah, man. your, your shop. Thanks for having me. Because when you shop small, you support somebody else so that they can, like, live their life and they can do their thing. Like, you know, and, you know, we got to keep it, got to keep it going. That's what makes the world go around. Got to support our, yeah. our community. Yeah, man. And if you're lucky, someday you might get to meet some of the people that you get that you buy from, which is also really cool. So next we are here with Tiffany. Hi. Um, Tiffany, why don't you introduce yourself, your socials, your house, and your favorite character? Ooh. Okay. Hi, my name is Tiffany Dalton. I go by Tiff Dalton on Instagram and TikTok. And then I also have a YouTube channel that's Tiffany Dalton. I am in the house of Gryffindors and I'm very proud. And my favorite character, I feel like this changes often, but I'm going to have to go with my girl, Hermione. I just love everything she stands for. And she's just such a strong, independent woman. So today we have you here. We are going to discuss some official merch to get your Harry Potter friend, family members, or even yourself and like items that uh just that is official that you might like this holiday season yes definitely a treat yourself moments so I would say some of my favorite official merch places to shop you can go to Universal's website and they have so many fun Christmas ornaments this year and they came out with a lot of new ones and I have like a Honeydukes Christmas tree and I love their Honeydukes Christmas ornaments so that's like one of my number ones this year. I'm really hoping. So I saw the ornament. That's the shop window. Yes. I want them to do a window from every single shop. I hope they do. Like they're doing the signs and mm-hmm. I hope they do each window. That will be really cool. I already got the uh, Honeydukes one, of course. And then another really great place is Pottery Barn for some official merch. I love like the gold accents that they do. So I get a lot of my like home decor from them and they do some like smaller things too, which make great gifts. I have like a pencil cup that looks like Hedwig and it's golden. And that one I really love. And I think that one make a great gift for this holiday season for sure. Even though you're like, it's called, it's on Pottery Barn Teens. 
Yeah. <laughs> a lot of their stuff is not teen oriented. I think it just got categorized under that as a teen type of book series. Yes. And it doesn't really fit like Pottery Barn's regular line. And I think that's the only reason it ended up under the teen section. I know. Even their kids sometimes have like they came out with two ornaments on the kids that I just bought recently. And I love them. They have the mirror of Erised where you can actually put a photo inside it. And even one with Hedwig as well. Oh, nice. And then there's stuff. kids. <laughs> yeah. And the Pottery Barn teen, at least, and probably the kids too, because I've seen that ornament, is available at the New York store. Yes. Yes. They have a lot of them over there too. You can get them like in person. Another big one would be the snow globes. So I found a really cute one on Amazon that has like the Hogwarts Express that goes around it. And it has Hogwarts inside it as well. It's really pretty. It has a little like headwig on top. It's super cute. One of my favorite for replicas is Noble Collection. So I feel like that one, they have so many, like you could get the Hufflepuff cup. They have some good price points too. So they have like things around $50 that are make great gifts, like the Hufflepuff cup. They have the Time Turner, the Slytherin Locket. I feel like those ones are good staples. You can even gear it towards that person's Hogwarts house, which is nice. Is there an item out there that like you just really want? Like Noble Collection, I want one of the brooms so bad. I would die for the Firebolt. <laughs> I just feel like my wall needs a broom on it. Mine does too. I only I have the mini one because they have that the mini collection. Mm-hmm. And I have the Firebolt for that one, but I would love it. I have the Gryffindor sword on my wall, which is oh, like nice. a big statement piece. That was like one of my biggest purchases I've made. Oh, broom is a dream. <laughs> I would love to have that one. It seems like Warner Brothers is giving licensing to a lot more companies lately. Yes. So I've seen I know. some like newer stuff like, what was it? Corksicle. They just came Corksicle out with the line theirs. recently. And I feel like a few others. There was even a dog leash company. Um, I think it's called Sassy Wolf. Okay. Yeah, I saw that do, one. Yeah, and then leashes and harness. Bark box. <laughs> and then one of the ones that I also do that I have lower price point if you want like to get away with like a a lower price point with some things is and I've worn their jewelry that is not Harry Potter but Pura Vida oh yes so I have I have actually I wear their rings regularly that are not Harry Potter um (laughs) but I also have a code for Pura Vida so that if you want to order from Pura Vida and they just restocked all their Potter stuff you can use code d-a-n-i-m-i-o-n-e-20 are really great because like I know a lot of the stuff is like $25 I feel like even though like threaded bracelets because they'll have house color Mm -hmm. bracelets I think they're usually like 12 to 15 and it's just like the friendship bracelet style and those would be great for stocking stuffers this year too yes very much my parents every year even to this day they give us a stocking stuffer even if it's not even in a stocking but we get scratch off tickets it's like a tradition that we do uh, my friend is really funny. You said that um, my friend and I were talking about advent calendars recently. Oh, yes. Because my old team leader just sent me the Harry Potter Lego one. And her mother-in-law sent her like an advent calendar where it's a scratch off each day. Oh, my gosh. That's fun. I've never seen that. One. I had never heard of it either. She told me that. I'm like, that's actually kind of fun way to do that if you're getting scratch offs. That's another great gift too, but you'd have to give it to someone before Christmas is the advent calendar. It's like, I just did a series on my YouTube um, with seven different days of advent calendars. And there was one that I really liked was the Funko one that they had this year. They had a lot of new characters, which was fun. 
And then the puzzle company, New York Puzzle Company, they did one this year. That one was a higher price point. It was like 180, but they're really good quality puzzles. You get a hundred pieces and you get 24 puzzles in the entire thing. That's as someone who buys puzzles, the low end of a good puzzle that like the pieces don't break is like at least 25 to $30. Exactly. So it's like people understand if you buy puzzles, you get it. The price point makes sense. But if you don't, if it's not your thing, then I get it. It feels (laughs) like a lot of money. Another person who we have all love on the pottergram is Shelly from Conquest Journals. <gasps> yes. I have I literally have one of her notepads right here. Oh, I have that one too over the here. FBO I one. have multiple versions of her notepads all around. <laughs> I love these so much. Her notepads. Um, I have her Martyrs Map 2023 planner, <sighs> which I am obsessed yeah. with. And then her one of the first decorations I put up, she did window clings this year, and there's a yes. Christmas set which are of course on my bathroom mirror (laughs) they're so cool seeing people put them on their mirrors and their windows which I think is such a cool clever idea and I see that they are reusable as well so like if they get it feels like they got ruined you can just open them back up and replace them back on your window you could just put them right back on the sheet each season I have like three of the sets I think and she has a honeyduke sets because I know you're a honeydukes person (laughs) Um, and with that one I do have a code that is creating magic for 10% off her website too what that's awesome so and then one other thing I got and this is for the candle lovers out there homesick candles did a line they have a hogwarts candle and then they have house candles um the hogwarts one is a three wick it's it's very clean smelling so if you like clean Mm -hmm. scents it is great I am going to put a warning out there I am highly sensitive to scents. So these candles are a little too overpowering for me. Oh, so they're on the stronger end. They're on the stronger end. Um, I do love the smell. I can't use them, but I do love the smell of the Gryffindor and the Hufflepuff one. The Ravenclaw is good too. I have not smelled the Slytherin one because I believe the one of them has cedar in it, which is an allergy of mine. So I can't. Oh, gotcha. (laughs) Don't want to do that. (laughs) So. But if you are a fan, like if you can, they're on the same range of like the regular Bath and Body Collection candles. Mm-hmm. Um, I am just high, like, I can't even use those. The only candles I can use have to have essential oils in them for me to be able to use them. Gotcha. I would love to try those out and smell them. That sounds, they sound like they would be good. I love a clean scent. Yeah, it's nice and clean. And I like that they're white. Like yeah. The candles are white. Um, and when See, they melt, I believe there's an image pretty. in the votive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one big one. If someone's into collecting, I feel like the UNESCO figures, they're such big statement pieces. Like if you put them on a bookshelf and I just think they're so incredibly detailed and a hundred percent worth the price point. And if you had to pick one, my favorite one would be the Dumbledore one. It just the fox. She's he's holding a fox phoenix. I saw that one today for like the first time. I don't know where I've been. (laughs) It is gorgeous. It's so pretty. I think the one other thing, and I've tried to venture away from Funko Pops because it's a problem in my life. (laughs) But they put out that Neville one with the lollipop in front of the shop. Yes, and they have that shop collection. I think they're so beautiful. The shop collection is amazing. I had to like reel it back to and like kind of 
consolidate what I'm collecting. So I stopped collecting Funko, but I do have a few, like I have the Quidditch ones for my Quidditch shelf. I just think they look perfect on there. And like some of the ones that come with things, I want them. Like if yeah. they come with a building, like the Hogwarts building, I want it. <laughs> yeah. The other, I have never really bought the like Popmark Global pieces. Oh, okay. And um, they're in a blind bag, which is a prop. But their little Myrtle figurine. <gasps> that's nice so cute. Carla, help me get this one. I oh, have to thank her so much because it's the only cute. one I wanted and I just couldn't bring myself to blind bag it. That's when I'll like definitely shop secondhand too because I, I hate having to buy like 10 to get one that yeah. you really want. So I always try to look secondhand for that. And that's another thing with buying licensed products. You don't always have to buy them, Oh no, you know, like from the actual person that's creating them. You can always find them secondhand on Facebook Marketplace, Mercari, eBay. I always recommend all of those, uh, especially if you're not trying to put any extra money in someone else's pocket. <laughs> I, I agree. It's a great way, especially with things that do come in blind bags, because yes. sometimes people like me just want Moaning Myrtle. Exactly. And some people will get go through them and end up with two because it's a blind bag situation. Yeah. So, so then they are... want to make their money back. So you're kind of helping them out. And then you're helping yes. yourself out because you're getting the one yes. that you want. And even um, I did this with the Lego figures because I don't have all the Lego figures. I wanted once again, wanted one or two of them. I traded yeah. with people on on Facebook. That's smart. I joined like the Harry Potter groups. And if there's like a certain thing that has a bunch of blind bags, find those groups that are trading. Because if you ended up with two or one that you just don't even want, I managed to get everything I wanted just by trading off like three that I had purchased. That's such a great idea. I did a lot of the um, wands that they had at Walmart. The mystery wands, yep. The mystery ones. And I ended up like selling the rest of them, but I wish I did that where I traded so I didn't have to keep going back to the store (laughs) trying to complete the set. That is so smart. One that's Christmassy is the Department 56 figures. I love those this time of the year. I keep mine out all year round on my shelves, but around Christmas time, I take, I take them out and I put them on a table and I do a whole like Christmas village with mine and I love them. They're so detailed. They're beautiful. Do those ones light up? Yes, they light up. You have to plug them in. They don't have like, I wish they were battery operated. The other ones are Bradford Exchange. Yeah. Those ones are battery operated, but these ones you have to plug in and you can take the cord out though and display it on your shelf without it. Okay, nice. So it gives you options. Well, thank you so much, Tiffany, for joining us and giving those recommendations. You are so welcome. I was, I had such a blast chatting with you. With Rachel. Hello. She- She's going to join us and talk about some book recommendations when, for when you're doing your holiday shopping. Yes, I've got a couple of different varieties, as usual. Um, we've got some fantasy, fantasy standalone, um, sci-fi, and then I even have a young adult novel series in here, too, which is very um, out of the norm for me. <laughs> I'm excited to hear them. I have a few that I'll actually add to the list afterwards, too. Ooh, I'm excited. So why don't I start with the YA one, just because I'm currently reading it. So starting with the YA book series, this is called, um, the first one is called the A Deadly Education. It's by Naomi Novik. The series as a whole is the Skullaments, and they call it like lesson one, lesson two, and lesson three. Um, what I really enjoy about this book, even though it is YA, so it starts out with 
our main character in essentially their junior year of high school. So you're what, like 16 at that point. But she has the potential to be a massive dark sorceress, but absolutely refuses to go down the dark path. So it's kind of like her battle between her affinities and what she wants to do with her life. She always feels like she's an outsider because people get that like dark sorceress vibe from her. So in order to combat that like kind of lonely feeling, she has become very, uh, what's the word? I don't want to say cynical because that's not right. She's snarky. She's sarcastic. um, But she's also always looking for the best in people, even though she doesn't expect them to treat her the best, if that makes sense. Um, So I just find her very refreshing. She even sort of breaks the fourth wall a few times. um, And it's all set in the school that they attend. And I know that kind of sounds like, oh, Hogwarts. No, (laughs) there are no teachers. This whole school is just full of children. And in this world, they send their children to this school because there's such a low chance of their children surviving because of these things called mouths. They're just basically monsters, magical monsters. So the school is protected to keep them out. And basically all they're learning is how to protect themselves once they're out. And chaos ensues obviously there's a little bit of a love story that goes on friendships are amazing I found myself crying in the second book I'm almost done the third and I would absolutely recommend this to anybody who enjoys any type of magic any type of like dark academia I would qualify it as and even though it is YA so it is suitable for younger audiences there are a few curse words but there's um there's minimal romance quote unquote in it (laughs) uh yeah very well written such a cool setting amazing characters couldn't recommend it enough uh the first one again is a deadly education by naomi novik honestly there is a lot of representation in these books which is nice to see i wanted to start with that that one's super fun i can't wait to finish it And let's switch gears. Let's go to sci-fi. Number one sci-fi of all time for my husband, up there, at least number three for me, is um, the Expanse series. There is a TV show. It was on Sci-Fi Channel originally, and then Prime picked it up later in the in the seasons. So the books, the first one is Leviathan Wakes. And it's written by James S.A. Corey, which is actually two authors co-writing it together, which is pretty cool. I want to say that there's nine books and a novella. They are amazing. The world is so, (laughs) I was going to say expansive, which I guess makes sense considering it's (laughs) the expanse. It's just, it's so well done. The like physics behind it, if you're a physics nerd, really makes sense. Like everything that they use in there feels like it could be plausible. It has the aliens it has the great space traveling it has different human societies that have um evolved on earth on the moon which they call luna in the series on mars and in the asteroid belt and what i found interesting is they thought about how humans their bodies would evolve over time in those different climates different gravity fields And um, all the people in the asteroid belt are super tall, which is just a fun little thing that they add in there. There's too much to uncover in this, but if you love sci-fi, if you like 
an equal character driven and an equal like story environment driven type of a book. I couldn't say that it's driven one way versus the other, which is amazing. And the TV show does a really good job of bringing the book to life. There are so many characters in this series, though. So they in the show, they combine a couple characters into one. This is so out of character for me. I love the character that they combined <laughs> in the show better than who they are, that one character in the book. But later in the series, after the show had come out and they were continuing to write the book, they did boost up her character a little bit more so that she embodied the same book energy and the TV energy, which was oh, pretty I like cool. That. Right? Like they're learning from probably what their fans enjoy. Oh, it's like the character of like Luna. Like she grew after Ivana Lynch was car- casted because of who yeah. she was. Exactly. Which is so cool. It just brings them a little bit more into like our hearts. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, and honestly, I don't often read a lot of male authors, even though two of the books that I'm recommending tonight are by male authors, you know, diversifying my my reading. <laughs> uh, the strongest female character I have ever read about in my life is in this series. Christian uh, oh, Avasarla. She is basically the like world leader, the humanity leader. And she takes nothing from no one. And she is just a queen um just trying to keep it pg rated i cannot say any of the things that she says <laughs> <laughs> um but if you like strong female characters yes and it's just so impressive that two men wrote this character mm-hmm. um because oftentimes it's hard to be inside a female head if you're not but they yeah, they the characters really- tend to come off as flat exactly a lot of times she is not they nailed it <laughs> nice they nailed it. So again, that's The Expanse. The first one is Leviathan Wakes, um, James S.A. Corey. Um, my husband read all the physical ones. I read or listened to it as um, audiobooks, and they were really great audiobooks as well. The other sci-fi that I was debating between was um, Red Rising, Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. That one was a really fun one too. And again, had a really great female character written by a man so very enjoyable sci-fi reads this year and that series currently is shorter there's three in the main trilogy and there's two in the back I think there's going to be four there's two out right now my husband has been completely devouring the second one in the back couple um, which I guess puts it as the fifth book and then I believe the next book comes out next summer so we'll just keep getting longer and longer in these books as I recommend (laughs) and we'll do the last um book series by male in this listing not that it matters if it's by male or female I just tend to gravitate towards female authors so this year is trying to expand Jay Kristoff is one of the co-authors for Aurora Rising one of my favorite sci-fi series so I decided to read some of his um solo works this year and I started with Empire of the Vampire And this one, again, is a nice, chunky, thick boy. If you drop it on your foot, you'll probably break your foot. I think it's about 720 pages long. But what's cool about that is not every page is written on. Some of them are just really awesome art. And I thought maybe it was like a special edition. But every single copy has these beautiful works of art in them. But yeah, so this one's really interesting it does kind of follow a lot of the like traditional vampire 
lure, right? So like they can't cross running water. Um, they can't be out in the daylight. But what's unique here is they had something called day's death where the sun, even though it still rises and sets, is not bright enough to hinder the vampires. So they are basically making a run for the world. They are trying to take over. There's somebody called the Forever King and his children are basically like out in the world trying to take everything over for him. So our main character, he is part of a now fallen, maybe like a brotherhood, like almost like if you think of like the knights trying to save the world, they're called Silver Saints. I'm not going to tell you what they are because that could be a spoiler. That that was a fun one to discover what they are. (laughs) They do go out into the world and they save the common folk. (laughs) Um, And our lead character, he kind of becomes a, like the silver saint, the strongest one there ever was. So it's really interesting to kind of like see all of that. They're silver saints because they have these tattoos that are imbued with silver, like a set of normal vampire strengths that you would have typical to vampire lore but then there's also four different families that have four unique different things about them that makes them terrifying it's interesting to see how they play to those strengths the whole point is they're trying to find out a way to bring the sun back and ultimately defeat this forever king so we have this holy grail that they're searching for and i will say find and lose very well done very much an adult book absolutely would recommend there is a second one coming out but yes this one was really really cool if you like vampires and you're over the like teeny bopper twilight type of thing which was fun at the time right yeah. when we were teenagers this is like the grown-up version there is zero twilight trace in there the, the vampires do not twinkle <laughs> <laughs> and i saved the best for last um And also the longest for last. (laughs) So my favorite read this year was Priority of the Orange Tree. um, And this is by Samantha Shannon. This is a standalone fantasy. It was just so rich in lore and amazing characters. So it's very much dragon based. So if you like dragons and amazing mythical creatures, 10 out of 10. If you... (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. If you read this, I will be so happy. Another one that has some great um, LGBTQ plus representation in there. Um, A very strong, primarily female cast. And basically we have these dragons that I don't want to say rule the world, but maybe in a not literal type of sense, Uh, more like in the mythological, I guess. I don't know. As I explain it, maybe we'll find the word. (laughs) So there's two different types of these dragons. There's the fire type of dragons, not necessarily meaning they breathe fire, but they come from that like warmer type of climate. They're so yeah, they're on one side of the world. And then we have more like water type of dragons on the other side of the world. And those ones do have the feats. <laughs> I um can't remember if both can fly or if just one can fly, but essentially the way that the world has shaped itself they believe that the only good dragons are the like water affinity type dragons and that's only in like really that side of the world on the side of the world that has the fire type dragons like worms they think that all of the fire or all of the dragons are just bad 
they don't want any dragons. They have essentially like tried to purge their lands of them because they think that that's like a curse upon the lands. But it turns out that they're basically our only hope. We have the like dragon riders in the East. They have like such a profound relationship with their dragons and have learned that the dragons basically know like why all the bad things have happened in the world and have a potential idea and plan of how to make it better yeah so it's really interesting we've got like a royal line that has lies that they don't even know exist within their line Um, we have people trying to take away their power if the queen doesn't have a daughter then they think that the world is going to end basically so we can assume that craziness happens there while she tries to produce an heir and just the intermingling between the worlds and the the people and just the lore, the way that they tell you these things, because even though it is long, it's a standalone. Um, so you get this like rich, deep, high fantasy story in a standalone book, which I feel like it's every rare. T- exactly. Every time you're looking for that, it's hard to get that deep of a story. It's, it's rare to get a fantasy that's a standalone in general. Yeah. And when you do, it's almost like a surface level and just kind of like touches on it. And you're always mm-hmm. like, oh, it was a series, but that defeats the purpose. <laughs> um, this one left me wanting for nothing. It was amazing. The best book that I have read in 2022. Mm-hmm. And it actually does have a like prequel type of a novel. It's, you don't have to read Priori to be able to read the next one. It's called A Day of Fallen Night. And it's, um, to my understanding, you won't have to have read Priori to be able to read the book that's coming out, I want to say next January. Um, but it, I think it's going to touch more on like the lore of the dragons and everything that happened before in this world. It releases February 28th. Purchase this for someone at Christmas and they end up loving it. Then in February, there is going to be even more to add to this awesome world. So keeping on the, hey, there's pre-orders coming. <laughs> and two sets of books that have their newest one coming out soon. So the first one is, and I think I recently told you about these ones, The Nature of Witches and Wild is the Witch from Rachel Griffin. They were stories that I just, so it's not, I wouldn't consider it a series. I would consider it books that exist within the same world. The witches in these stories like exist in the human world and it's more like nature and environmental type witches, not like magic wands and Harry Potter. Like everything's very nature-based. So each of the books, you get a story from a different character who, from what I can tell, have no like connection to each other. But I love them. And then I just found out her third book, which is Bring Me Your Midnight, which I'm curious about because it's the name is very different than the other two. So I don't know if it falls in line with it. And um, this author, this will only be her third book. She's a brand new author when she wrote these books. That one won't release until August, but I recommend the first two definitely. And if if it's a reader, go ahead and pre-order some of these books for Christmas. Yes, the Christmas that'll keep on giving. <laughs> yes. And then the other series is from Shannon Dittmore. The per- first book is called Winter, White, and Wicked. And it's like Frozen meets Mad Max. Ooh. But her second book, Rebel, Brave, and Brutal, which is in the same series, actually comes out in January. So- and then since this is a Harry Potter influence podcast we had three actors write books this year yes so uh we're gonna i'm gonna shout out and i haven't i i have them all 
I've only finished one of them. So I'm going to shout out The Opposite of Butterfly Hunting from Ivana Lynch. Bonnie Wright wrote, wrote Go Gently. And then Tom Felton's book just released called Beyond the Wand. And is, that is the one that I have read. And also from our friends Imana and Tyler, they released the unofficial Harry Potter vegan cookbook that came out earlier this month. And it is a great cookbook, even if you're not vegan. The pictures and the recipes are just so much fun and highly recommend it. It's a gorgeous book. And just congratulations to both of them for getting this book made. Those are the ones I had recommended. And thank you so much for coming in. You always have the best book recommendations. Thanks. I love to love to talk about it and offer fun new books to people too, because there's just so many books. There's a book out there for everyone. Next up, we have Paula back with us. Hello. So Paula and I, because we spent October going to a lot of different experiences. We are going to talk about experiences as for me, I don't necessarily like actual gifts. I much rather prefer to have an experience or go do something that creates memories than someone give me like an item. Okay. I like items too, though. I'm not going to lie. I mean, like, I do like items too, but when it comes down to it, like, and I know it's not always possible, like sometimes experiences are expensive. Right. But I would much rather go do something with people and enjoy like how much fun you, Felix and I had at the like, at the exhibit in Atlanta. That means so much more than any other item I could have like purchased in the store there. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I agree that that memory making is so important. You know, these experience, you know, that's what yeah. creates. And them. I think there's memories to be made behind, behind like physical gifts and everything. Yeah, of course. But I sometimes mean, it, I just like going. I also just like being able to like have that time. And I think that I'd rather go do something. I'm actually doing that for a friend that I have as our not secret Santa. I would love to do like, like the Chicago, the magic at play. I think I want to take the kids. It looks like really, really kid friendly. It looks very much like a children's museum. Yes. Harry Potter. Yes. There used to be one in, in Sawgrass uh, mills in like near Miami. um, That was like a kid's, like experience like that where they had like a store and stuff like that it kind of has that feel like yeah you know. um the please touch museum in philadelphia is like that where it just like things are built in like there's a slide built into what was we haven't been to magic at play we've just gone no, we've of, only seen like clips but it looks amazing yeah what was the <laughs> is the the slide was on something it's on the stairs that are on top of the cupboard under the stairs that's right yes and it's it looks like there's like like the I guess the hallway before the stairs. There's like a, I saw somebody like running across it, so it looks like there's like space to like go up. And I want to know if these slides are big enough for adults. For adults, this will be coming in a future episode. But we will be talking to Ashley, and we will get all the details on magic oh, play. Like, yes, I cannot wait. It it looks really cool. So like, we have Magic def- at Play, which is in Chicago. So we understand that not all these experiences are accessible as they're all over the country. Right. I'm just hoping they keep like moving them around, right? Like I think like, that is the plan. Right. I hope so. And that they get like a little bit closer. But I also don't want to risk not going. So we've done so- Magic at Play, which is Chicago. The 
Harry Potter exhibition, which is in Atlanta and Vienna, Austria. Yeah. I can't get. Yes. No, I can't. But maybe some of our listeners have a better accessibility to European countries than we do. Yeah. And then you haven't gone yet, but the Forbidden Forest. Yeah, that's on my list for next year. I hope that I can get there before it like ends. Um, but I would go to the one in Westchester. Well, you could do that, and then you could do the store while you're up there. Absolutely, I am dying. I haven't been to the store yet. I'm dying to go to the store. Yeah. So, but and I- that one is Westchester, New York, Leesburg, Virginia. Cheshire, UK, and I can't say the city name, but Belgium. I'm not even going to try to say the city name. In Belgium. <laughs> you, you can look at the website for that. Yeah, but I think they're, and and I know that some of them can be a little bit pricey, but I think that you're, you're paying to have this memorable experience that a physical item is not going to give you. So the Forbidden Forest experience has been one of my favorite ones that I've been to yet um it might be because I like being outside in the outdoors and not like melting I come from a lighting designer background yeah so walking through a forest that has lighting everywhere if I could have been the lighting designer on that I would have died that would have been like the dream job for me because they only put at night right it's only at night. it's only at night the first like entry time is like 6 37 o'clock yeah if that one was close i would be going to it regularly it's in a forest right you would say yeah, like, it's, it's in an actual park wood. like yeah. it's and that's something that interests me is to see the other ones because they don't like they don't build the space to fit the exhibit the exhibit is put into a pre a trail that has been long existing so each right. one's a little different based on what the actual trail looks like well then that's what we experienced with like the things being not necessarily built for the location is like yes. the difference between philly and atlanta for the exhibition they were i know, want to one day talk to one of these people that th- does these experiences and ask them specifically about what it's like to move to different locations and planning for that another big one for, it's August, so it'll be a, a <laughs> faraway trip. Leaky Con Chicago. I cannot freaking wait. I will continue to say this forever, and I know I've said it a thousand times on here before, but if you have the opportunity, if it's something you can get to, you have got to go to Leaky Con. You have to. Like, you don't have to like panels. You don't have to, like, for me, I go to meet up with my fellow Potterheads. It's like a place where you gather with like-minded people. And it's just, it's an amazing experience. I've only been twice, but they have both been amazing. (laughs) It's it's like a place where you can meet friends that you didn't know you had. Yes. You're welcomed completely. There's already a connection. Like like I I do love panels. Like, but we didn't care. Like as a group, we'd be like, okay, go to whatever thing you want. We'll meet you at this thing later. Like we all did our own thing, but also did a lot together. And I think it's an event, especially if you are like the solo person or like someone that only has one or two Harry Potter friends, but wants to meet more of like the Pottergram. It is a safe place to meet people. (laughs) Like I know like we, we're from the generation. Don't meet your friends up from the internet. Yeah. 
LeakyCon is exactly the safest place to meet those friends from the internet. Yeah, absolutely. It's like amazing. And there's no, like anytime I talk with somebody, even if it's, I mean, I met people this last time that I had never spoken to before. And there was no awkwardness, which is no, like, I mean, Orlando was the first time I met Tom, uh, hotties of Hogwarts, now heroes of Hogwarts, never had talked to him. We followed each other. We had never talked. You would like, if you saw us walking through the vendor market, you would have sworn we've been friends forever. Yeah. There's like zero awkward moments. It's, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> it, very true. One of the thing, one of the vendors at that market is Orchard Works, where if you live in the Connecticut area, you can go a- to their wand shop as another experience, and they will hand make you a wand right there, or you can choose from something already made. Their shop is adorable; like it looks just like a little, little like a little mini Ollivanders, but that you can see, watch them. Um, you can watch Ed work; He'll, he actually carves, and he has like this plexiglass screen. So you can watch him as he's carving the wand. So cool. Another convention coming up in March. It'll be in Chattanooga, Tennessee. It is called Literary Inc. It's essentially a wizarding tattoo convention. There's cosplay. There's panels. They're having like a whole block party. Yeah, I'm like this close. Your like, borderline. I'm like, yeah, it's a weekend, which I'm a fan of. You know, us Monday through Friday workers. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I like that I could like, you know, go in and come back and miss very little work. <laughs> yes, same. That, and it sounds really cool. Like, I've been hearing great things about it. So they have been closed for like the last two to three years during COVID. So they're calling this year their year three and three quarters because it's their first time back since COVID. I love that. But there, there's some great talent. And even I don't have tattoos. And just wa- looking at the tattoo artists that are going to be there. You're like, maybe this is going to be my friend. Uh, you could do theme parks as a as a experience. Yeah, they, we have they, the Florida. Florida like, there's California. And then California also has that mini studio tour. Yes, that everybody talks about. And I'm like so they jealous. Great photo ops. And I want to go. And I, They have the Fort Anglia. Yeah. That the the WB tour also yes. is another that you can do in California and in the UK. Yes, Oliver's Oliver's Brighton. If you're in the UK, go visit I Oliver's saw- shop and also please try his new alcohol, Wizard's Gold. I saw the bottle looks so cool, isn't it? Now there's so many different experiences that you can do. Um, and I actually, you and I both got a pack of beautiful, beautiful cards from Love Pop. Yeah. And they're the perfect way to present some of these experiences. Yes. They're pop up. Um, there's a, I don't know which one, I don't know if we got the same ones. I got the Hogwarts Castle one. Okay. I got the wreath and I got the Platform 9 and not the, the Hogwarts Express. So I got the wreath, Hogwarts Express, and I got the Sorting Hat one. It said it says sorted. I just liked. But like those are the type of cards that like you give that and in it put like make a little gift certificate to whatever experience. Like it's the perfect yeah. way to like make that experience being gifted more exciting than oh hey by the way we're going to this thing. Yeah, it is the perfect. That's you're so good at this. You should you should do gift giving. That's I'll, <laughs> but yeah, I'll that, see what I can do. Honestly, this episode is one of my favorites every year. 
is to like just talk about like the experiences and then the small shops, the official merch, the book recommendations. It just covers so many aspects of things. And there's things that like and we cover. We covered Forbidden Forest, uh, Harry Potter exhibition, Magic at Play, The Wizarding World, Orchard Works, Literary Inc., Leaky Con. Con, Leaky Con, Leaky Con, come to Leaky Con. <laughs> I think Leaky Con is a great event, especially if you're, and there's nothing wrong with this, if you're the type of person who is like trying to cut ties with, you know, official type merch. I think that's like the perfect place for you to go because it is very, it's very inclusive. There's like no ties to that. So and I, the I, vendor market alone. Yeah. Vendor market. I I did very little walking around this last time in Denver only because you would have been so- in trouble because I thought Denver's okay. vendor market was stronger than Orlando's. Yeah. Yeah. The the vendor market, the small shops in there. Oh my God. Experiences is the way to go. It is. And especially like when because sometimes like you want stuff, but you might not have room for stuff. Yeah. I'm running out of shelves. And as a book reader, I'm not willing to sacrifice my book space for like for for knickknacks and like Funko Pops or any of that. I'm like, no, books are more important to me. So that is our gift guide for 2022. And you can actually, we have put on the website, creatingmagicpodcast.com. There will be links to everything, resources, and there's a few places that we have coupon codes for. So just head over to the website for extra information. We'll be posting on Instagram all through the holidays. But beyond that, keep creating.